Hello everyone, praise God. My name is Simoni Nakasoi and this is the Jquat Christian Union podcast and we are glad to have you here. Today we're going to talk about godly character and this is evident in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 1 to 13 where it helps us ask ourselves who do we follow, who is our role model and who do we listen to. Here is a sermon by Cosma Gatere titled Godly Character preached at the Jquat Christian Union about 5 years ago. Be blessed. We are focusing today on um, the whole question of godly character. Godly character. And that's the, both the theme for um, the series, but also what I'll be focusing on today. And um, I just wonder what you as students go through when you feel you're being persecuted. I'm sure many of you now who are students in Kenya feel, hey, we're going through persecution. When is this strike going to end? When are we going to resume regular studies? In the Bible, we read about persecution but of a different nature. But we'll be reading from the book of Peter. I just want to set the context of it. The people in the passage here that Peter's writing to were actually going through persecution. We in Kenya live in a country where we are fortunate not to have persecution. We may find trials, we may find pressure from other forms of oppression, but at least no persecution for our faith. But there was another question that the Apostle Peter was writing to these people about, Christians who were dispersed, and he wanted them also to find out about this. He wanted to know, who are you listening to? Which models are you following? As you live your life, you need to get certain examples. Who are your examples? Who are your role models? Which voices are you listening to? And what is shaping your minds, your hearts, and your desires? Because that will determine how you live. So he's talking about godliness. But he's saying there is a lot around you that is pushing you in the opposite direction of worldliness and sin. It depends who you're listening to. Question for you today. Who are you listening to? What post did you read this morning? What was the content? Who are you following on Twitter? Who are your friends on Facebook? If you're just following them and listening them to them and reading their posts, guess what's happening? It's shaping who you are becoming. Someone is being allowed to influence your mind, your character, and your conduct. Are you being intentional about it? Or do you just say, oh, that looks like an interesting prayer, start following and every morning, before you do anything, you start reading their posts. And we become so addicted to these messages and posts that we even forget that we are meant to be having our minds shaped by the Word of God. It was interesting to hear in a church somewhere where they talked about fasting. And the, the, the pastor's introducing that, he's saying next week this is the fasting. He was taking the, 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 the congregation through um, the, the, the way that they wanted to fast. And somebody asked, a question. Pastor, 
Does that include fasting from Facebook? In other words, is Facebook going to be switched off? Does that qualify? Because to him, I'd rather be denied food, but not Facebook. So addicted the disease to his device. I want us to then come to our passage today and see what we are going to focus on. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. And we'll see the challenge that these Christians who are dispersed in the diaspora and uh, the Apostle Peter was writing to them when he was the Bishop of Rome. And he was writing to them about how they should conduct themselves, live in this culture, listening to different voices and what they should do in order to grow as Christians. We'll be reading from verses 1 up to 13. So 2 Peter 1, starting in verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life through our knowledge of him, who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us very great and precious promises, so that though you may, uh, so that, um, so that through that you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Verse 5, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. So he is not talking about what we should be learning and what we should be growing in. Goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. And all of that he's saying is for a certain purpose, and here is the purpose. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that is the goal, the purpose, the object of his asking us to listen and to grow in all these things is so that we do not become ineffective and purposeless in our lives. Verse 9, but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so he says in verse 12, I will always remind you of these things. He keeps on reminding them, even though you know them already and are firmly established in the truth you now have. So these things, it's not a one-day lesson. You need to constantly be reminded. We're told here that the purpose is that you do not become unproductive and ineffective in your life. You are young people. Do you know what you want to accomplish in your life? Now, many of you have got one purpose at the moment, which is what? Get your degree. Get your qualification. But here is my question. To what end? To what purpose? You know that you want to be a certain professional in a certain area. The bigger question is this, why? You get a skill, you get a certification, so that, fill in the blank. Have you discovered what is the greater purpose of what you're pursuing? He tells us that we also need to be productive. 
There is something that God requires from us. God has made you for a purpose. God has put purpose and productivity as a desire in your life. You are meant to live your life on purpose. Your life is meant to be productive. You're meant to make something out of the skills, out of the gifts, out of the talent God has given you. The question is, what is it? We're told here, basically, three things. Three things that we should do in order for our lives not to become purposeless and ineffective. Number one is knowledge. Number two, is character. Number three is productivity. Everyone say knowledge, character, productivity. Those are the three things we're being told here. We're told that we must first of all grow in our knowledge of God. Now knowledge here is not about head knowledge. Peter is not saying, I want you to be able to pass a good Bible knowledge exam. That's not what I say. He wants you to know the purpose and the heart and the mind of God. He's really telling us about Proverbs 9.10, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One gives understanding or gives good judgment. That is what he's talking about. Knowing God gives the wisdom. Wisdom is skill in making right decisions. Every single day you need, you need to make a choice in your life. Are you deciding right? Are you deciding wrong? What are the life choices you're making on a daily basis? Are they wise? If they're wise, they're done as after God. If they're not, they're foolish. So what decisions are you making? This is the knowledge of God's character. That is what we're being told. But secondly, we're being told that we grow in character. And character is not something that we um, develop once. We are told in increasing measure. He says grow in these things, increasing them, in increasing measure. And that's why in verse 12 he says, even if you think you've got very good, um, um, you're, 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 you're very good when it comes to your forgiveness, your kindness, your self-control. He's going to remind you again because you can become even better in those areas. But then he says, lastly, that he wants us to be productive that there is a purpose. You should not be ineffective in your purpose for God. Let's just go through these things. When it comes to knowledge, this is a very important message for students. Why? Because you are really at the fountain of knowledge here. You're at a place where people are learning and increasing knowledge in their minds. Here is my problem when it comes to many Christian students. Christian students 